You're listening to The Better Man Podcast, becoming life-giving men together. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to The Better Man Podcast. My name's Adam Tarno. Today on the podcast, we've got Kristen Jensen. She is the founder of Defend Young Minds and also the number one best-selling author of a book called Good Pictures, Bad Pictures. She is a positive voice for raising empowered, resilient, screen-smart kids who know how and why to reject pornography. So that's the conversation we're going to have today. Kind of a unique perspective on this. We've certainly talked about pornography often or have done many episodes uh, on this issue. Obviously, this is the Better Man podcast. This is an issue that is so prevalent to so many men. And what I love about uh, Kristen's message is she's coming at this on how we can engage our kids in this discussion, how we can start to get them at an early age to become screen smart, how we can defend their young minds and the roles that we play as men, uh, as friends, brothers, uh, dads, of course, grandparents, things that we can do to help our kids. So you're going to find her thoughts incredibly helpful. And so enjoy my conversation with Kristen Jensen. Well, Kristen, welcome to the Better Man podcast. I think you are our second female guest on the podcast. So uh, you and Jenny Allen, you're in good company. You were oh, you're wow. on with Jenny what Allen. What an honor. <laughs> yes. What an honor, Adam. Thank you for inviting me. Yes. Well, I'm excited. Um, you just, you know, when I was looking over your bio and your background and your website, I just think your message is really unique. Obviously, pornography is a topic that we have talked about a lot here on the Better Man podcast with uh, this being such a struggle for so many women, I know for men, I know it's a growing concern for women as well. But you know, on this podcast, we're trying to stay focused on the uh, the side of this conversation for men. Uh, but we've never taken the perspective that we're going to talk about today um, with you, which is really talking about how we can equip our kids to become screen smart and really to defend. I like, I love the name of your organization to defend <laughs> those young minds, right. To, yes. to help them with all that. So let's talk about your book to start off the good pictures, bad pictures. You want to just talk about the inspiration behind that? Sure. So I never really had this goal in mind to write this kind of a book <laughs> Yes, <laughs> was not my life's quest, but I met a woman and she had a large family. She was homeschooling them. She was Christian. She was trying to protect them, right? And the internet was in their house. So she called me one night and told me how her oldest son, he was 17 at the time, they'd found out that he was sexually molesting his younger brothers and sisters. Mm. And how devastating this was and how he had to go away, be prosecuted how he had to, um, you know, the counseling, all the, just all the aftermath. And it's continued uh, in tragic ways, actually. Um, and pornography was fueling all of that. Mm -hmm. And we know that pornography is fueling a huge increase in child-on-child -child, um, sexual behavior and also uh, sibling sexual trauma. So I woke up the next morning and I just had this thought keep coming to my mind, like, who is going to warn the young children? Mm. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so I thought, well, okay, let me go look for a book because I have this idea that there's a book for every problem, right? Maybe, right. maybe many, many, many books. So I thought I'd find a book and I'd give it to her that she could read to her kids about pornography and why, why it's dangerous, what to do when they see it. You know, like the body safety books. Yeah. 
but I couldn't find anything. Hmm. And as I started to do some research, I started to realize, or I had the naive (laughs) thought that I could boil this down for children. You know, I know how to write. Yeah. And so that started a three-year process of writing good pictures, bad pictures, porn proofing today's young kids. And this is for ages seven to 11. It's a read aloud book. I promise you there are no bad pictures in good pictures, yeah. bad pictures. Yeah. Um, but it basically explains how, how the brain is affected and can become addicted to pornography and um, gives parents and kids uh, three things, which is one, a definition of pornography or bad pictures, two, a, a warning, why it's harmful, and three, a plan. So they know exactly what to do when they're exposed. So a definition, a warning, and a plan. So that's that's, that's the beginning of good pictures, bad pictures. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And I'm sure you have to put that caveat out there, like, hey, there are no bad pictures in here, uh, just to let people <laughs> I've know. Been I mean, as silly as that sounds, yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure yeah. that's really good to be able to do that. So what I like about that approach, Kristen, is where it, it feels a little counterintuitive because so much for us, so I've got a 14-year-old, 12-year-old, so uh, obviously this is something we've been aware of and been thinking about, but so much of the conversation, at least that I remember, is more about limiting access. So filters and apps and um, passwords and screen time and all that kind of stuff. It's just like prevent, prevent, prevent. Uh, I'm sure that's that's your that's one of your goals as well as prevent, but you're also yes. introducing this new idea, which is let's talk about it. Uh, yes. And so talk a little bit about that. Like, why, why do you think that's so important for parents to talk about it and prevent, but, but starting with that conversation? Because all of the filters and the parental controls and the passwords will not affect the heart and mind of your child. Mm, that's good. I think they definitely are important. And I would, and we absolutely want parents to do that. Because we want to limit exposure, not for just them, but for the whole family. Yeah. And we're in this together, right? We're in this together. Yeah. I, but it's not going to persuade them, mm-hmm. right? If you put a fence up in your yard, that's not going to persuade them to not try to jump over it. So that's what you need to do is persuade them, educate them, help them to see over time why getting into pornography and looking at it is really not in their best interest. But you know that, you may know that, but your child needs to understand that because ultimately they are going to make the choice. And that's why I really um, believe that parents, the goal, the major goal should be to help them install an internal filter, right? Mm, That's good. That goes with them wherever they go, that's with them in every situation. Um, that doesn't just depend on technology. So it's a two-pronged approach, right? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I'm sure in your experience as you've done this and with your ministry and your organization and as you've gone around and talked at churches and other organizations about this, um, you know, what what do you see is different when the men get involved in this conversation? So the dads, the uncles, the grandparents, the brothers, when they get involved in this versus just the moms, the sisters, the aunts, uh, the grandmothers that get involved in that. Do you see a difference if, if the, when the men get involved? Yeah. Can you talk Absolutely. about that? Yes, yeah. it's so powerful. Men and fathers really have a distinct role 
I believe. Yeah. They help their kids get out there in the world and they help them explore the world, right? Mm. And now I'm not saying in every single case, yeah, this is exactly how it is, but men tend to be the ones out there exploring and doing these amazing things. And I love men. <laughs> I often say, I often say when I see a huge bridge and I don't know, call me a sexist, but honestly, men built that bridge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Women helped. Women yes. helped. Yes. Men had the concept like, come on, it's too dangerous. Women are the safety part. But having said that, I feel that men, when a man or when a father says you know, talks about this and is honest about this. It is huge for the child. It is just so impactful. Uh, Mothers are often the ones that get relegated to this job. And uh, I think that men should take it up as well. And fathers should take it upon themselves because both perspectives are so important I could go on and on about this, but no, yeah, but men, I, I think your point's well, well, well taken. Yes, they're very. Um, I like to think of men as as wanting to protect their children from for this, for sure. Yeah, because it is a threat; it's a known threat. Yeah, yeah, and I like what you know with with what you're doing with your organization, and it's in the book. So here's a definition, a warning, and a plan. Uh, as a man, that's what I really want is I want to know that plan. I want to have a yeah. plan of action because a lot of these conversations can feel very uncomfortable for me. And I remember back years ago when my boys were little and we just needed to even introduce them to the concept of sex and how that worked and how reproduction worked. And so we needed to have that the awkward birds and bees conversation. And I remember my wife found uh, this DVD that had been going around, Mary Flo Ridley, talking about how every life starts with a seed and sex is a gift from God for a man. Like she just gave this plan on how to have the conversation. And within 45 minutes, I was like, got it. I am ready, right? I am yep. ready when this conversation pops up. And I'm telling you, it was like three or four days later at <laughs> dinner. Of course, you're, it's like never when you want to have that conversation. No. Fortunately, no guests were over. But it was ready. And that plan was so helpful. And it was like, okay, here we go. We can start to engage in that. And so uh, I bet there are a lot of men out there even listening right now going, I'd love to have that conversation. Where do I even start? What what question do I ask? What do I say? And so uh, your book, I'm sure, can be incredibly helpful or a way to get that conversation going. Yes. And we make it just very comfortable. Yep. Very scientific, actually. It's a, That's more right. of a yeah. scientific, at least the one about addiction for the older kids. I've got one for younger kids, ages three to six, because they're on screens as well. And they also need to be warned. Believe me, if you heard all the stories I've heard about three-year-olds and five-year-olds and what how they're harmed by pornography, you would definitely get started early with your children. Yeah. Um, it's such a gift. But yeah, I am... Um, it's just so, so very important to yeah. begin this conversation uh, with your children to empower them yeah. uh, to, some, in some ways, defend themselves, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I like how you're saying that because it's ultimately going to be their choice. Mom and dad can't be there. They're going to be at school. They're going to be in the dorm room. They're going to be hanging out at their friend's house after school. And that's where I love what you're saying. That internal filter is going to have to kick in and they've got right. to believe that this is 
um, that God's not trying to rip them off with some of this stuff, right? With this, this isn't just a list of do's and don'ts uh, that you just have to follow. And there's no, don't ask why, just do this. Um, And I love that approach to be able to connect it to the why and explain it. Now, I'm sure there's a lot of men that would be sitting here listening as well going, okay, well, I have, I really have no moral ground. I mean, right now, truth be told, uh, and I can imagine this way some men are thinking, I'm battling my own addiction with this right now, or I'm still hiding this habit that I've got right now with pornography. And so talk about that. How do you help coach men through that, that maybe feel like, either because of their past or because of their current struggles, they have no ground to stand on. Yeah. I've written about this on defendyoungminds.com. Good. Um, and I've asked therapists to help me. All right. So just, this is the thing. It's not about your moral ground. Mm. Okay. It's about your kids. It's about porn. It's about how immoral and exploitative pornography is really has nothing to do with you. <laughs> Um, It has to do with your kids and not wanting them to suffer like you have, right? When I was a mom raising my, I mean, I'm still a mom, but when I was raising my kids, I tried to warn them so that they wouldn't make the same mistakes I had made when I was young. Now, obviously, they're going to make their own mistakes, but you want, so I think there's a huge motivation that fathers can have to get in there and say, you know what, uh, I'm, I had this problem. And I know mm. many fathers that have done that yeah. um, and gotten involved in this kind of space to help other dads warn their children. So, yeah, you're the best person. Mm. You're the best person to warn your kids. You've suffered as a result. So, you know, and you have the best motivation to help keep them free. Yeah. from it and yeah. um and to help them recover if they do find themselves entangled in it. Yeah, yeah. Now, let's talk to the dad that maybe feels like, well, I, I wish I would have heard this podcast or known about Defend Young Minds um 4 years ago, right? Like I I feel like it's a little too late to engage my teenage son in this conversation or my teenage daughter in this conversation. Do you have any thoughts there? Yes. How how old do you think your teenage son is going to live? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. If you think he's going to live till he's 85, then maybe, and he's 15 now, then maybe the next 70 years you could help him out with. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I really believe that there's no time when you sh- can't defend your kids, even if they're grown and married, right? There's no, it, there's no expiration date on loving your children, defending your children. It's never too late. And as far as teens go, you know, our books my books are really for kids, you know, but the principles are the same for everyone. I've had yeah. therapists give this to their adult clients to read, not only for themselves to understand the brain and how it's, you know, how things become an addiction, but also to read to their kids and say, you know, you know how dad's going to these groups, you know how dad's going to, you know, the doctor, whatever, uh, to get help. Um, yeah, this is what I've been through and I want to warn you. So they've yeah. used the book not only for them, but also to help their kids understand because kids know something's going on. Yeah. They feel it. Yeah. And um, so when you're struggling as a dad, your kids are not totally oblivious. Believe me. Yeah. No, that's good. They that's can good. Feel it. And I think when they know, and I've heard this also from therapists, when kids know 
that their dad is working to get help, they feel so much better yeah. uh, about it. Yeah. So, you know, let's talk to the parent that's listening to this and going, okay, I mean, I, I've got seven-year-olds and I don't think they even, like, we haven't even had the sex conversation with them yet. And now maybe reading this book, like, I just feel terrified, right? I feel terrified that I may uh, implant some thoughts into their young, pure minds right now that I'm not ready to implant. So how, how do you navigate that? And what advice do you have for parents that are maybe struggling or thinking about that right now? Yeah, I get that. I get that a lot. Yeah. So it goes back to control. You cannot control when your seven-year-old is going to be exposed to pornography, no matter how many, you know, parent controls and filters you put up because the minute they walk out the door and go to a friend's house, go to school, go to a sporting activity, go to a camp, game over. Yep. So even if you haven't talked to your kids about sex, you can read these books to them. There's no mention of sex. Believe it or not, there really That's isn't. Good. Yeah, yeah. And so you can read this these books to them. Um, now, I do recommend that you talk to kids earlier about sex because, right. again, you don't have the you don't have the control that like my parents had uh, when I was seven, right? But on to, honestly, when I was eight, I found a Playboy. <laughs> yeah. Now, it just showed the centerfold. It didn't show, you know. But kids nowadays get into all kinds of things earlier than you would ever imagine. So let's do them a, a solid and, yep. you know, help them have a choice because no, no kid deserves to face the porn industry alone. Yeah. They don't do very well when they're caught off guard no. and they're not naturally just going to come tell dad what they saw, what their friend Joey showed them. Yeah. Uh, they're afraid they'll get in trouble. Their friend Joey will get in trouble. That'll be the end of any screens for them. Yeah. So, do your kids a favor, start this conversations. I understand you're really, it can be fearful. Get the book, read it out loud to yourself. Read yeah. it out loud to your, to your spouse. Um, go to Amazon, look at all the reviews that talk about I mean, thousands of reviews. You don't have to read every one of them, but you're going to see <laughs> there's a general theme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's great. So how, how do you help parents navigate that balance between... Um, like I want to be appropriately involved in my kids' lives with this versus I want to control everything. Because right? yeah. I would imagine that a lot of this, there's it, this feels so fearful for so many parents that our reaction, natural reaction is control, control, control. Yeah, shut it uh, down. <laughs> yeah. So how, how do you how do you help parents navigate that balance? So I would say that um, again, you have to realize you know the limits of your control. Yeah. But you know, it's kids growing up, if you can kind of just get comfortable with the fact that um, the goal is not that they maintain their innocence forever. Now, mm -hmm. I would love to maintain their innocence for a long time, but I've already read these books to my three and five-year-old grandsons, starting mm -hmm. at age two, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Junior book. Um, so if you can get it in your mind that, you know what? Innocence is not the goal. The mm. goal is knowing how to choose good from bad. That's the so goal excellent. is being able to recognize and make that choice because we cannot control how long our kids retain their innocence. And we cannot feel guilty for trying our hardest to 
help them navigate this um, this landscape with a lot of digital dangers. The other thing is, I would say, is that, you know, along with that, you know, you, you never know when they're going to, and they don't just not naturally come to you and say, hey, you know, I saw this. They don't. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, get over the fear by just reading the book yourself, by um, knowing you only have the two choices. Really, you can yeah. ha- you can cross your fingers. I'm trying to do it here. Yeah, you can yeah, cross yeah. your fingers, <laughs> or you can be proactive. And um, now there's always those kids that will learn by instruction, and then there's those kids that will only learn by their own sad experience. But in both cases, more knowledge is better than less knowledge. Yeah. Right. In every other situation, yeah. we want to educate. I love that. So I, I think that's worth saying again, right? That innocence is not the goal because there can be, um, I, there's a sadness that comes over a parent when the kid is exposed that you, you kind of feel like, ah, well, now it's over, you know, and it's, that is such a defeatist (laughs) way to look at it. And I love that, that the goal here, it's, it's almost, and it's not a pessimistic give up. I'm a victim either, which is, well, they're going to be exposed sooner or later. Might as well happen sooner rather than later. It's not (laughs) that either. It's just, it's just recognizing the, I think what I'm hearing you say, it seems like you're saying recognizing the reality of this world, that implicit and explicit pornography is just everywhere. And, uh, our kids have to learn how to navigate this. And so, the goal isn't innocence. The goal is to learn how to navigate this landscape. How to reject and, pornography when they see it. That's so, so they, good. So they have some good arguments. They know yep. why. And um, so I'll tell you, um, there was a nine-year-old boy that his mom read him good pictures, bad pictures. Three days later, you know, goes to school, a classmate who has a smartphone at, in third grade, which is crazy. <laughs> that's another um, podcast episode. <laughs> that's another one. Um, but you know, showed him pornography. Well, he recognized it. He'd had this conversation with his mom and he turned away. He went home and he told her, I was scared, but I knew what to do. So good. That's so good. Can you just feel the like burden coming off of his shoulders? I was scared, but I knew what to do. So we, in the last chapter, the dad talks to the son in this good pictures, bad pictures. And gives them the reasons and, and helps them explain, you know, helps them to understand why this is like rat poison to the brain, right? And if that's the right. little rats could 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 say, oh, that's poison and run away, they'd never be hurt by the rat poison. But they don't because it tastes good at the beginning yep. and they go for it and then they're dead. So like, obviously, <laughs> pornography might not kill you physically, although it can damage yeah. you physically. Yeah. But yeah, so we need to have fathers... Uh, and I think fathers are just the best when it comes mm. to helping um, their children, not only their boys, but their girls. Yes. You know, fathers play such a huge role in their daughters' lives. And recognizing that pornography is hurting girls just as much as boys, both, you know, the porn industry woke up one day and like went, bah! you know, we have been ignoring half the population, half yeah. of our, you know, potential market. Yep, <laughs> and so yep. now, unfortunately, women are being deceived into thinking that this is, oh, an equal opportunity, you know, yep. diversion. But it's so harmful to men and women. And we ought to give our kids a chance to reject it and persuade them, right? Yeah, we I can't it. control it. We can't just mandate it. But we can love them and persuade them. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, Kristen, this has been fantastic. And so again, we're going to put links in the show notes to let people know where they can get a copy of the book and, and connect with you and your organization. Um, and so you've, you've called men to something uh, quite a few <laughs> times in this to stay engaged, but I, I want to give you one last word on this. Is there any other uh, call to action? Because that, that's where I, I'm not trying to compare you to Jenny Allen, right? I'm not putting it up there as the second <laughs> female guest, but she had a great call to action for guys that I still remember just in the way we, uh, we talk to each other and the way we make fun of each other and how damaging that can be. And I was like, gosh, she's right. That was a good call to action for us there. <laughs> so um, any, any last things you'd want to impart, any last wisdom you want to impart to us men on this topic? Yes. Step up and give your kids a positive, healthy sexual script. Mm. Help them to understand s- sex in a positive, healthy way. And then teach them the difference between healthy and porn. And we have a great mm. article comparing both healthy and porn sex, how they're totally different. And as they grow up, if they can understand that, you are giving them Huge. the opportunity to have a great sex life. That's I don't right. know what's better than that. <laughs> yes. I know maybe that's weird coming from a woman, but let me tell you, that is a beautiful gift. Uh, because we want our kids to have a great sex life, but they're not going to have a great sex life if it is poisoned by pornography. Excellent. Listen, that's going to be a memorable call to action, Kristen. <laughs> Guys are going to remember that one. So that's good. <laughs> well done. Well, let me tell well you, done. if they come to uh, uh, Defend Young Minds, okay. please download our free guide, Quick Start Guide, How to Talk to Kids About Pornography, where we help you get the facts arm the kids and continue the conversation. It's free and you'll be a part of our um, newsletter list. And, and we really want to be with you every step of the way, giving you help, giving you great advice and also giving you parent alerts about what's, what's out there that you should, you know, be talking to your kids about. Excellent resource. Well, yeah. Kristen, keep up the great work. This is incredibly helpful. I'm glad you woke up that next morning. Uh, <laughs> sad about that story, but grateful yeah. that you you answered the call and says, okay, I'm going to try to do something because this is wildly important and incredibly helpful. So you're giving us guys, you're giving a lot of families a track to run on. So uh, we're cheering you on here. And thank you so much for being on the Better Man Podcast. Thank you, Adam. Kristen, that was excellent. Again, thank you so much for coming on the Better Man Podcast. Lots of links are going to be there in the show notes. So if anything that Kristen talked about piqued your interest, you want to go get her book, you want to sign up and get that free download, uh, just be a part of her email list, whatever it is, uh, all of those links will be there. If you're driving around, you don't have time to look at those links. It is defendyoungminds.com. That's defendyoungminds, all one word, .com. They're also on Facebook at DefendYM. They're on Instagram at DefendYoungMinds and also on Twitter at DefendYM. So go out there, check that out, get equipped. Uh, Great call to action there at the end. Guys, we have got to be involved in this conversation. We just have to. I know it's awkward to start these conversations. I know we may not feel like we've got that moral ground because of either our past or our current struggles. I loved what she talked about there, that the innocence is not the goal. Um, In some ways, this is inevitable that our kids are going to be exposed to this. Uh, We have got to guide them. So heed that call to action. Get involved. Get the plan. Start talking to your kids so they can learn how to navigate these. So Kristen, keep up the great work. Uh, Your message is much, much needed. 
And as one man, I am grateful that you are putting out there some content that makes that job just for you know my role as a dad just a little bit easier. So uh, that's all we got for Better Man today. Uh, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again next time.